Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Hey, good afternoon to you. It is the 14th of September. It's a Monday afternoon. Great to be here with you for the COB. Um, you as well, Scuddy. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. It's been an interesting start to the week for me, but uh, it's been, yeah, good. Good. Well, so the uh, XJO hit 5899.5. Up by seven tenths of a percent. Scotty, is it me? Why am I not excited by this session? I don't know, because the XJO was at 6,200 months ago and then it failed to okay. go through. I don't know, but uh, 300 points lower, but uh, you set the bar. No, you've definitely lowered your expectations. You were very excited towards the uh, end of the day when that, when that came up. And I was just thinking, well, geez, it was only like, you know, last week, it was, it was about 6,000. <laughs> but uh, look, uh, that's, you're, you're happy, that's all that matters. Okay, all right, I am happy. Um, look, shareholders of New Hope would be happy, up by 8.7% today. Um, but quite a different story for CleanAway, which was one of the worst performers. So we heard about potential bad behavior by its um, CEO through media reports. It appears as if uh, Vic Bansal, who we spoke with in reporting season, mm-hmm. has fostered a culture that was perhaps, um, yeah, a culture of intimidation, I think, is what they're accusing him of. Now, he's come out and the company has come out, look, admitting fault and saying we're working towards rectifying the situation. Um, but it was a pretty swift shareholder reaction, down by 7%. And I just wonder if all the goings on when it comes to ESG, when it comes to AMPs and QBEs and Rio Tintos, if people are just more sensitive to this stuff right now. I think so. And you look, uh, no, going further back when the Me Too movement really got underway, uh, it only took a trickle, then all of a sudden there seemed to be a raft of uh, bad behavior that was uh, illustrated. And some people have been, you know, uh, hauled over the coals and, and much, much worse in some instances for their behavior. And it was always the risk that, uh, that would see a few high profile instances like this take place. And then uh, accusations of you know, bad conduct or allegations of bad conduct labeled against other people. So interesting that this come out today. It was very interesting to see how quickly the company both said, yes, there yeah. is something to go work on and acknowledge the issues. So that's, uh, that's a bit of a change of the books. And uh, one, I'm going to keep an eye on. I don't think this is the last one, though. There seems to be quite a few that, you know, once you see one, the dominoes start to go fall. So any bad behavior that's been taking place recently, well, likely that it might be found out and not to distant future. And nuance, nuance. You know, all of these cases are different. We're not putting any one person in any one basket. And they Um, they are any allegations at this stage? Well, but you know, but the company did come out and acknowledge it. But anyways, we had a good chat with Julie Lee from Berman Invest about this one. But yeah, I also chatted with um, Peter O'Connor from Sean Partners. I hope it's up on our site and on the app because it was a good conversation getting his thoughts from an investment perspective as to what went on at Rio Tinto, what they need to do, what the board needs to do from here on in. And uh, also, you know, the very real point that the other miners are on watch. You need a social license to operate and it is a risk to keep in mind. Anyways, 
That's just a, a little aside. We had Macquarie today coming out and warning that the uh, the first half of this year is not going to be anywhere near like the first half of last year, down by the 35% overall when it comes to profitability. So that one took the market a bit by surprise. It did. And it makes me wonder because the one common thing that we saw throughout reporting season was so many companies putting back providing guidance for FY21 until the AGM season. And uh, this is a pretty uh, notable update and one that wasn't really welcomed by the market. Yes, Macquarie operates in a unique kind of field, but uh, you've got to think that there's not going to be as much revenue streams coming through for the investment banking community. It might say what's going on in the broader economy as well. So one to keep an eye on, but uh, certainly caught the market surprise. Uh, the, share, the shareholder reaction and the share price reaction today suggests it was a surprise. So, you know, maybe uh, you know, this hiding behind a veil of uncertainty you know, won't be able to be sustained forever. And there may be some pretty nasty surprises that lie ahead. Yeah, well, you know, transparency, it's a good thing in my books. Uh, Macquarie share price down by about 5% today. So you had the chance to speak with not one, but uh, two of the nation's big travel bosses today, Scuddy, the CEO and MD of Hello World, Andrew Burns, as well as uh, Graham Turner from Flight Center. So they have been willing to put their names on the record and no big surprise, uh, they're calling for the states to reopen borders or else, you know, provide more financial assistance to the industry. What was your big takeaway from that conversation? I know how you feel about reopening the borders between the states. That's, uh, there's a lot of unforeseen circumstances that will arise uh, if there's no help uh, coming. There's uh, obviously very uh, little communication uh, as to when we're going to see the, not only uh, the international borders open up, certainly that looks like it's going to be well into next year now, but uh, just this is the question about when the domestic uh, no borders will go and open up. We know how key that is. We know that Australians spend more money overseas than they do when they are uh, holiday here. If we can go and transfer that money here and get them holiday in Australia and having free movement, uh, albeit uh, sensibly and with health in mind, then that would obviously go and help uh, not only the share prices uh, and the, uh, the revenues at those particular companies, but just also the number of people they employ. The, the industry employs thousands and thousands of people. And uh, I've taken a, a bit of an interest in the tourism sector for a while, and I'm really fearful that uh, I wrote several months back that uh, there's no reason for the, the tourism sector to be uh, concerned about the international borders being shut for a while, but it required a pivot from a lot of these operators. Uh, to domestic. To domestic orientated. But the problem at the moment is that the border shutterings are making that almost impossible. And interstate travel is great for some states. I know New South Wales, some regional areas have definitely benefited. But come on, we need to go and be sensible about this, all this thing. Uh, my biggest takeaway from the conversation is that no, the industry needs more help or we need to go and start opening up one way or another. Okay, so you can check out the share prices of Flight Center and Hello World yourself. Um, and you can listen to that interview via the show notes or via the website or the app. Look, one reality is that it's not just the pandemic that has put the regions under pressure, especially with the state border closures, but it comes after a pretty horrific year. You know, bushfires, floods, all of the bad news that has had to be digested. But Scotty, I love that in your view today in the newsletter, you have found a bit of a, a positive 
positive story. Tell us about it. Yes, I don't just have to go and write about negative things. There have been a lot of negative things I've pointed out, but uh, I was uh, last week, I didn't get much airtime because uh, everyone was focused on tech stocks and how overvalued they were or not overvalued, depending on who you speak to. But uh, one of the uh, US climate centers had uh, declared that uh, uh, La Nina weather event had, uh, has, has now started uh, in Australia on the, uh, the Pacific Ocean which basically means in a nutshell that we can expect to have a milder summer with much more rainfall than average. Now, that's got its own challenges. It can lead to increased cyclones. Uh, Cyclone Yasi, for anyone uh, who was uh, paying attention back in 2011, uh, was a very, very vicious cyclone that occurred during a La Nina event. But beyond that, it generally means that you get big soaking rains that go and uh, no, hopefully will quench the thirst of inland areas of, uh, of eastern Australia, which have been crying out for some decent rainfall for not only uh, this year, or no, for several years. And let's be honest, it's been one of the most crippling droughts that we've seen in this country, uh, particularly the one in modern times. So if we can go and have some, uh, some great steady soaking rain for those regional areas. One of my mates uh, sent me a photo over the weekend just uh, of his backyard in parks looking out to over the fields in the distance as well and it was all green. Every other photo I've seen in his time there, and he's been there for years, has this been dry, brown, bare dirt and I can just imagine how happy he was. He didn't have to go and say any commentary to me. I just knew that there would be a big smile behind that. If that can be replicated across the, I know, the eastern states and beyond that, Hopefully something can go and change in, uh, in southwest Dobby Way, where I know a lot of the other uh, farmers are battling as well. That would be fantastic. And maybe the start of a turnaround story for 2020, which has been dominated by so much bad news. Yeah, well, here, here. And um, also, you know, when you look to what's happening in California and the western states in the U.S., I mean, the last thing we want is another horrific bushfire season. It would just be... Be devastating. Yeah, and, th and that's where it's like, it's kind of uh, the fact that we've got La Nina here means it's El Nino on the, uh, on the eastern side of the Pacific. And uh, that means you're going to likely have you no know, hotter, drier uh, temperatures than usual. And so Australia's potential gain will be, unfortunately, uh, North America and South America's you know, pain when it comes to that. So swings and roundabouts, you know, I don't wish uh, no bad news on anyone, but certainly the Australian farmers, the regional communities have been doing it tough for so long. So hopefully we can get some, uh, some good solid rain and uh, see a lot more smiles out uh, in the bush. And we still can buy from the bush. We can do it online. We can do it using e-commerce. And that is a big thematic, according to BlackRock's MD and head of fundamental active equities here in Australia, Charlie Lanchester. You can listen to that interview via the show notes. Really great to have him on. Love talking about it in an Australian context. So. Yeah, that's it. And of course, tech still remains a focus. Uh, some of the tech names here did not do very well. Zero is amongst them. It was down by seven-tenths of one percent. We had zero as the stock of the day. Uh, we spoke with Mathan Samasandram from Deep Data Analytics, Gaurav Sodi from The Intelligent Investor. Let's hear what they had to say. Let's start out with Mathan. Mathan's thoughts on zero. It's probably the best performing growth stock in the last two, three years. Um, it's proven itself to be pandemic free almost, almost benefiting from it. Um, they are good at what they do and they've proven that they can do it in multiple regions. So there is no doubts for me that they're good. It is priced too well. I right. expect it's going to come off a bit um, and I would be a buyer there. My gut feel is, and I had a look at this before, if it gets somewhere between um, 70, 75, right. I start buying a bit right. at a time. Okay. Uh, this is the benchmark for Australian growth stocks, I, right. I think. Okay. Yeah, I think it's extraordinary. Um, it's one of the few businesses that's managed to morph from a software to a platform. Yep. Originally, this was a, it was the original SaaS business. Um, this was the company that got us working on um, SaaS in the first place. 
it's now a platform business because right. lots of other businesses now connect into it and it is a portal for a wider range of services. Yep. That makes it incredibly sticky and it dramatically increases the profit mm. potential. So okay. this is a wonderful business. We do not own it. We have not put a buy on it. I'm, this, the price and the general enthusiasm in this area just frightens me off a little bit. Right. I think Mason's price range is probably about right for us right. as well. And that was Gaurav Soti from The Intelligent Investor giving his views on zero. So look, I think uh, safe to say both guys like the stock, think it's a great business model, but just a little bit exy. And uh, yeah, you've got a bit of a range there. So um, Gaurav saying if it comes in between 70 and 75 bucks, you start buying today was not quite the day. Sounds like a short opportunity. Ooh, so it's not in the fun, but we've got it on a list. Written down somewhere. Okay, so tech tonight. What were US futures? I mean, this will get an update, but what were US futures doing? They were up throughout most of this Monday session here, were they? It was a Monday, and it was what, 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 you, what you want from a Monday. It was uh, straight up. <laughs> no, no, no questions being asked. So, no, when I last looked, uh, S&P 500 futures are up about 1.2%. NASI futures, QQQ, boom, up close to 2%. You can't hold a good thing down. So, everyone's a bit excited about a bit of M&A activity. Shortest correction in history. Yeah. We'll see all those stats come out tomorrow. Yeah, TikTok and uh, everything else, and potential you know, acquisition from Oracle or partnership from Oracle. Well, we'll but, see. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's been a lot of questions water thrown on that as well and then I saw facetiously somebody writing on Twitter if you want to see something die let Oracle buy it Ooh. Ooh. Well, they've got a good, wasn't they've me got, they've, got, saying. they've got a good uh, good sailboat well at least like no I've enjoyed watching that over the years but uh, yeah we'll, uh, we'll see that doesn't seem like it's a finished story just okay. uh, yeah, watch this space yeah watch this space and uh, watch out for Scotty dancing you know doesn't happen often but I, I have seen it with my own two eyes I'll okay get, I'll get my uh, TikTok account uh, up and running <laughs> ANZ's Roy Morgan weekly consumer confidence survey is out tomorrow, as are the Reserve Bank board minutes and uh, the ABS house price index as well. A couple of people I was speaking with today, Tony Morris from Bank of America comes to mind saying, look, this time around, the minutes could actually be a little bit more interesting um, because of commentary, not only around you know, the consideration of what further monetary policy tools, which was mentioned in the uh, statement accompanying the last monetary policy decision, but also because of the the moves that the RBA has been making in the bond market and the extension of the TFF. Yeah, there's always the opportunity to go and surprise, but the RBA just have not been willing to go and really turn the dial up and uh, and offer any you know, real you know, impetus to go and get excited about their policy movements. I'd be surprised if there's anything that's really you know, shockingly uh, out of this ordinary, uh, out of this world when it comes to the document. All eyes will be on that, whether they elaborate uh, as to what potential additional measures they could go and introduce to go and support economic activity. There's a bit of rumours going around and a bit of ructions in some quarters that potentially that it will go and cut the cash rate to 10 basis points, roughly where it is trading the market right now, I've got to say, uh, and then go and lower the uh, the three-year yield target to 10 basis points as well to go and hopefully get another 20 or so basis points uh, of, of downside when it comes to borrowing costs for, uh, for private sector. Obviously, every little bit helps in this uh, these circumstances, but you need to go and have demand for finance, even if it is ultra low levels. Okay, we have uh, out tonight, um, not a lot in the US, I gotta say, but we do get, um, we get some US consumer inflation expectations coming from the New York Federal Reserve. Um, I think that's pretty much it. I mean, there's a whole wealth of information and interviews on our website and our app, but hopefully most of our listeners are across that. If not, um, I think a little 
Shout out for the whole team here at Ausbiz. We have just surpassed 20,000 subscribers. So I'm pretty proud of that. Yeah, and thank you so much for everyone out there who uh, listens and, uh, and subscribes to the podcast and, uh, and the newsletter. We appreciate your support. And all of our guests as well. So we do hope you check it out uh, on the website tonight, ausbiz.com.au. And Scotty, I will see you tomorrow. God willing, I look forward to be back at Turnaround Tuesday. So we'll see what uh, <laughs> we'll see what happens. But I uh, know the week will gradually get uh, know lots more market moving events that we know of uh, ahead. So I'm excited about yeah, the next few days. There's always the potential for a surprise. See you tomorrow.